I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Pumpkin pandemic continues apace. Right. <laughs> it's still here. It is week three of Halloween Tricks and Treats Month. Yay. Uh, is this a trick? Is it a treat? We will tell you. Maybe it's a mixed bag. I don't know. It's got some... Maybe it's a mixed there's bag. There's some treats. Like, there's, there's like, some... There's some Snickers in here, but there's also mm-hmm. some, like, you know, like, those, like, nasty, like, popcorn balls, you know? Ew, like gross. those things that they used to hand out. I was Ew, always David. so pissed Ew. off. They'd be like, here's a popcorn ball, honey. I'm like, fuck you, Ugh. lady. Like, I want some Snickers. Or black licorice. Oh, God. Oh. I hate that shit. That's not enjoyable. It's Why not good. Why do people like I'm, that? They're, they're gross. Yeah, remember those, like, fucking pixie sticks that were just, like, oh, pure Oh, God. They would, sugar. like, hype oh, you up. It was, like, Coke for kids. Oh, my gosh. Man, yeah, yeah. those were crazy. I haven't had one of those since I was probably about, like, eight. It's been a long time. Oh, my gosh. Man. What were those, the the sour war hammers? What were they? Oh, uh, war. warheads? Warheads, yes. yes. Warhammer. Okay, this <laughs> yes. is how beige I was. I would, like... I would dip them into some water so that all the sour mm-hmm. stuff would melt away, and then I would en- enjoy yeah. them because I, I I was like the sour is way too much. Good call. I was so prissy. Yeah, was it was, like, it was too much. It was they were, they were too extreme. Uh, um, uh, extreme. They were super yes, extreme. Much like the <laughs> much like the slashers they were like from the two thousand. Dimension yes. extreme. Dimension extreme. Unrated. <laughs> Uncut. Warheads. Scenes you never saw in theaters, even though it went straight to video. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, there are, there are a lot of scenes that people didn't see in theaters for the one we're talking about today. A whole right? mess of shit that just was it's left a, out and reshot and retooled and recut. It's and a whole man rebooted and uh, re. This I don't movie, know. I I really think the cast and crew must have really had a tough time with this one because it's just it's like they shot the entire film. And everything yeah. was fine. It seemed like there was no interference that much. And then it was cut mm-hmm. together. They did a test screening and, screening, and people didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, no one yeah. could f- really figure out what was wrong with it. And so they just started to mm-hmm. throw in weird shit that might help it. Like, they were like, maybe it needs some more gore. Which, you know, okay, sure. But then they were like, yeah. but that ending doesn't work. What can we do for this? Well, if we just throw a bunch of gore at them, they won't re- understand <laughs> that it doesn't make any sense. And it just became this weird movie. And then they were like, maybe it's too long. So they kind of cut out yeah. a bunch of more like expository stuff, which you actually need or else it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> and so, yeah, it already didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. And then we're going to take out some things that helped it to be a little more cohesive exactly it, 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 very strange this is so i can understand really the yeah. problem with with test screenings because you have to have one and know what you're looking for like you want to say like i don't yeah. know if the ending really works maybe we'll kind of test it and see and if they say no it doesn't work well then you just go back in and you reshoot the ending but sometimes mm-hmm. like people get really weird about stuff and they're like well there were also some points where i noticed like one girl in the audience was like sleeping in that one scene so i guess we just need to cut out that scene because it made one person really bored and like they they start to do stuff like that and kind of nitpick until the movie no longer makes any sense right it's overcorrecting. yeah it's um, it's horrifying and i think part of it was um, we were talking before we start recording uh dimension slash Miramax had come in and bought the rights to Halloween, mm-hmm. but then uh, um, Mustafa Akkad, that's his name, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Already, yeah, Mustafa Akkad, um, he still owned a big stake in the franchise as well, so you had these two competing voices who thought that they knew what they were doing, and I don't think either one really fully knew no. what they were doing. Um, so you end up with two versions of this film, essentially. Mm-hmm. The for one we're going to talk about today, which is now called the producer's cut, although it's still there's still some differences from what um, was originally intended, if I remember right. But it's, yeah. it's it's the closest thing we have to the original, I think. Yeah, I think the script 
went through some changes before it was actually shot. So yeah. it's pretty much yeah. just like this is what they actually shot and cut together and, and it, tested. And um, yeah, but there, yeah. I think there were some bits that were never actually shot. And then I think the MPAA cut out some stuff. And I think I don't so. know if that ended up in this version or I not. I want to say Blu-ray. it was probably the dimension cut because dim okay. because this yeah. version really isn't very gory. It's not. It's no. actually pretty sedate. And yeah. when they went back in for the reshoots, they added in like a shit ton of gore. And some of that, I almost kind of wish they had like put into th- this one, like. Because there is that one scene in the theatrical cut where this the um the dad's head like explodes and it's re- really cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I kind of yeah, wish they yeah, would just yeah. like shoehorn that one in again because it was yeah cool. put that back in. We'll probably get another cut of the film. Yeah, at some like point, a, right the uh, like a mix and match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. fan cut. Yeah, we talked about before we started. You know how Quentin Tarantino, I guess, was at some point involved in this mm-hmm. uh purportedly and uh scott spiegel from evil dead 2 and it was just like a revolving door of trying to figure things out because halloween 5 was not very well received mm-hmm. and it didn't make as much money as they wanted it to so they were kind of skeptical going in and then all the legal battles with miramax started and the whole thing was just a shit show yeah. like it's there's no other way to describe it you know and uh Farron's, um what's his first name uh daniel Daniel Farron, thank you, uh, who wrote the script, uh, called the writers of Halloween 4 and 5, and he was like, you know, what were you planning with all this Man in Black stuff at the end of 5? And they were pretty much like, uh, we didn't really think that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just like, why even introduce it then, you know? It's just leaving that for the next writers to have to figure out It's so rude. It's so rude. It's like a really bad, like, Airbnb guest that just doesn't clean up after themselves and just right. like fix exactly. it exactly yeah you do the work yeah. you know Farron's was like okay i guess i'll make up my own shit and he went back to halloween 2 and he's like oh they mentioned Samhain there so maybe i'll do some shit with Samhain um and then i think he, i think we can agree he got a little overboard with uh <laughs> some of the, the mythology that he decided to uh you know work into this I movie mean, it's a little much it's it's, it's kind of it's it's like a very expository film like it's a lot of like explaining what's going on yeah so like yeah. i can understand how the test audience was probably like this is a little dull you know yeah. but at the same yeah. time it's like uh it does make a little more sense than the theatrical cut but it's it's also a little bit more dull but i don't i don't know i just think it was a kind of a strange direction to go i think it was probably cursed from the get the get-go mm-hmm. but this is a much more sort of better paced film in some ways because it does actually let things kind of unfold and there's a lot more suspense i think sure in some sure. of the scenes than there are in in the theatrical cut where it's just like let's get to the point as quickly as possible and yeah. i think some of the scenes were hurt by that yeah i agree um i haven't seen the theatrical cut theatrical cut in many it's years it's been a while so I for to go me back too and, um, i i just remember yeah. it being basically like a bunch of like flash cuts and like loud sounds it was like very like music video ish yeah and nothing yeah. really made sense but it was gorier mm-hmm. i guess if you like that then i guess maybe you can find some i good guess stuff that's where you're going to see yeah, yeah. so i don't um, know like if you're like a teenage boy that's like yeah gore crush his head michael yeah. then i guess you're gonna like it more yeah but yeah I guess you might enjoy it, yeah. Even as a kid, yeah, I, I was I, like, I, eh, it's not that great. It's, yeah, it's... I can kind of understand Farron's, like, just thought process throughout this and being like, okay, like, we have this indestructible supernatural killer who we've never bothered to explain how he can continue to survive right. um, being, like, you know, hit by a car and uh, everything else that he goes through. So, like, let's give him some backstory and tie it to Halloween, kind of like, uh, season the witch did mm-hmm. with you know tying it to Samhain and stuff which was uh, kind of interesting but it's just it's a lot um to cram into one film and suddenly have all these new characters who you don't learn anything about really like i even um tommy like like what's he been doing for the past you know yeah several years i, I think I, he's I, just I, been I, staring out that window i don't know yeah that's all he does in the window it's just like stare like disturbia style shia labeouf and just <laughs> yeah. like staring at the window though. it's like he's kind of a creeper and uh yeah i don't know what he's been doing yeah he's just like because yeah. i guess he's like in his 20s here i guess i i assume so yeah this was 
I think this was shot before Clueless was released anyway. Probably, yeah. So, um, yeah, because I think it was shot in 1994. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, because they had the reshoots um, so, and stuff with this one, so that probably took a little bit longer. Let's get to our uh, topic of the week first. Awesome. Topic of the week. Spin that wheel, yeah. <laughs> Barbecue sauce. Spin the wheel. <laughs> uh, keep vamping because I don't have the wheel ready. So. Get that <laughs> wheel ready, Kevin. Wheel. Get it ready. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to spin that wheel. In a minute, I'm gonna keep singing till he spins it. You gonna spin it? Is that you're gonna love me? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And you, and you, you're gonna spin it. Oh, oh yeah. Spin it. Spin it. Oh. Okay, I think the wheel is yeah, ready. Okay. Yeah, if you are, if your big if your big eleven o'clock number is done, he's gonna spin it now. End of Act One. Oh man, remember theater? It'll be back. It will be back because I refuse be to believe back. it will not. So, one day. Yes. <laughs> Someday, somehow. All right, uh, here's the wheel of Miss Miss Fortune, uh, like Miss Forty Two. Okay, here we go. Uh... Mm. What's the topic, sucker? Okay. Mm, well, I forgot this was even an option. But yes, the the topic um, that the wheel would like us to talk about is films horror films actually that we were disappointed by oh. so disappointing horror films if you will oh how much time do you have <laughs> i i mean yeah this could last a while <laughs> this could be a while i just wrote down a couple that i was like came to my mind and i don't even have much to say about them but um because they're not that great a film so like i don't you know yeah. <laughs> but yeah i don't know what what's one of yours um i'm gonna say the remake of carrie is one of the big ones because mm, mm-hmm, I thought, okay, mm-hmm. we got a female director, awesome. Yeah, um, they yeah. said they're going to be closer to 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 the book, cool. Julianne Moore as Margaret White, come on, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, Judy yeah. Greer as the gym teacher, I was like, this is going to be great. Fucking Greer, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was not. It was actually one of the most boring things I've ever seen in my life. Everything is kind of shot in this sort of bland way. There's no excitement. The pace is weird. Like, it just doesn't... And it's like there's, like, two things that they brought back from the book, and that's it. And yeah. they're like, we're going to have her destroy the whole town this time. And they even showed it in the fucking teaser. And I was like, oh, cool. So they weren't lying. And then that footage is not in the movie. <laughs> like, I was like, so you shot most of this for the teaser and then just decided not to use it? And I've heard that there were some, like, weird test screening things and stuff had to be like reshot and recut but like how like what was the original intent yeah it just yeah it's a strange effort and yeah they did make a big thing out of like how it's going to be closer to the book and blah 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 yeah Yeah, if you're going to do a remake we talked about this during remake month like do something different yeah Um, even if it's too much at least do something weird or strange yeah like maybe do it from the perspective of margaret white you know do something sure sure different that we that we haven't seen before okay my first one is i think we've talked about this one uh the ring two. Oh christ i forgot that existed yeah oh my yeah. god um, I, I i don't remember like anything about that movie other than the fact that no. sissy spacek is in it right and yeah, um, she's uh the birth mom of samara right and i don't really yes, think you and... even like i think you maybe see like half of her face i'm like why are you casting sissy spacek if we're not going to actually see yeah, her exactly it's <laughs> like this could have been like played by anybody <laughs> like weird fucking choices and then of course the end scene where she just kicks samara down a well and she's like i'm not your fucking mommy and uh she hits uh, a deer at one point i remember that was a big thing the, in the deer theater. the computer yeah. animated deer yeah. oh my Every- god that was painful Everybody in the theater was like, oh, my God. And I was just like, okay, it's a, it's a fucking deer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's computer-generated, folks. It's a computer-generated like like, deer. Yeah. <laughs> calm down, people. <laughs> like, but other than that, I don't even remember anything about the plot. Like, I, other wasn't than, it like she was trying to possess Aiden or something? Yeah. Okay, yes. Now that you say Some, that, yes. Like, it was yes. kind of like Freddy's Revenge, but with mm-hmm. Samara. 
Yes. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was, I think. It's a strange movie, and I keep telling myself to revisit it, and maybe I will um, now that we're talking about it, but I just, at the time, I was just very disappointed by it because um, it was not at all what I was expecting, and I just don't think it was an effective movie, and I doubt that that has changed. <laughs> um, I it might highly be be- doubt it. I don't know. Let's do My Soul to Take, which... Oh, do we? Was... Really? Yeah, a film that was supposed to sort of kick off the a resurgence of slashers in 2010 after, you know, a decade of just remakes and um yeah, it was supposed to kick off like new slashers and uh, to, to make everything fresh again and it, the problem is it doesn't feel new at all. It feels like an amalgamation of like Nightmare on Elm Street and like him trying to write scream dialogue and really poorly edited, which is strange. Um for this like master of horror uh and it, it, it's such a weird movie i just i the mythology doesn't really work um the reveal is not particularly effective i the first time i saw it i was like okay this is not this is fine like this is whatever and then i rewatched it a couple years ago i was just like this is just not good yeah. <laughs> um so happy 10th anniversary to my soul to take i guess yeah <laughs> you know wes craven is one of those people that gives me a lot of hope because yeah. Here's the thing. He has made some classic, masterful, uh, what I would consider to be perfect films. Yeah. He's made quite a few. But then, you know, he takes a lot of risks, and sometimes he really, he fails spectacular, spectacularly. Sure. Sure. And it just makes me happy that s- someone who's so great can also be so flawed at the same time. And it just goes mm-hmm. to show you that not every film is going to be a hit. And this is one of those times where, it, like, nothing about this film works. No, Literally it's a nothing. Swing and a miss. A swing and a miss. Yeah. And it's like, how could this possibly happen to someone so brilliant? And yeah. And I think it's it's just a really good lesson for anyone that makes art of any kind. Mm-hmm. Is that you know some sometimes you're gonna swing and you're gonna swing from the rafters and think you've got something really spectacular and people are not going to like it. So. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to dust yourself off and hope that the next one is better. And his next one was much yeah the, better. The Scream re- 4, I'm glad that received. was his last film. Scream Four. I am was, too. Um, I'm yeah. very very happy that was about a, that. A pretty good way of ending your career with yeah. Um, well, speaking of Wes Craven, um, yeah. the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. I just there's Ugh. so much potential there. I still think mm-hmm. a remake is not a bad idea. I don't think yeah. it's bad. Yeah. I just wonder what they were going for there. Like, let's have Nancy be clinically depressed. That'll be super fun. It's like she's depressed before Freddy even comes onto the scene. Yeah. That's the main problem for me. I'm not sure if it's the way the character was written or the way it was played, but it didn't work. And the no. C- the CGI was horrifying and in not a good way. No, it's another one that's kind of just, flat, oh, um, like a yeah. lot of yours. Um, it's, just, it's just not shot particularly great and yeah i do kind of like the idea of making him an actual you know child molester which is what yeah was the original plan for the that character was the intention i always find that so bizarre though i like that they were like oh well we can't have him be a child molester but we can have him be a child killer because that's so much better yeah, like okay you know, it's <laughs> so when this came came out i remember a lot of people were really angry that they yeah. were a little more upfront about the fact that he was a child molester yeah and i'm like okay so it's cool for him to kill kids but if he molests them that's just the limit i'm like right i am like neither one is a good thing obviously but like i remember people being like it's just too icky like it's so gross and i'm like okay well that's a good thing for a horror villain to be so i don't see the problem i don't get it i'm like i'm glad that they embrace that it's like yeah, mm, they're both they're both pretty terrible. Can yeah, we, like, like just acknowledge shitty. this? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> but what I really thought was fascinating was that they played it for a while as if maybe he was I- innocent, and I thought, yeah. oh, that would be a really I- interesting take if this mm-hmm. entire thing was he was framed and like maybe one of the parents actually was the one that was doing it. Yeah, and like yeah. I was like, that would be really great. Like, why yeah. can't we go on that train? Right. But then they kind of throw that out like mid midway through, and it's just like, oh, that was a really cool take. I would have liked to have seen that one. That would have been cool. 
Yeah. But they didn't. And it doesn't really have any, it. not that the first one had a ton of humor, but there was a little bit of dark humor in there. And I feel like mm-hmm. you, you, that didn't really translate into this one at all. It was serious. Just much serious for the most part, which I guess is a choice, but it just, it wasn't something that they, they totally committed to either. And it was just yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, should we cap it there? Or do you have a couple you want to just really quickly or... I mean, none specifically. Like, I, Evil Dead remake I wasn't right, wild about, right. I guess. Yeah, not good. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. There, 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 there have been a few more that I'm just kind of, meh. Which I guess, yeah, brings us to our discussion here, right? On mm-hmm. Halloween Part 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, or the or, or, origin of Michael Myers or the, mm-hmm. the gangbang of Michael Myers. There was a lot of different titles <laughs> being thrown around for this they movie. Were th- they were thrown, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the nice diddling yeah. of Ma- Michael Myers. <laughs> I don't know. There's so much weird shit in this movie. Like, yeah, it's a lot to yeah. unpack. I, uh-huh. I have to take a moment. <laughs> Michael Myers and the Chocolate Factory. It was, there was yeah, yeah. lots of... Considera- considerations here um, it was the 90s <laughs> it was the That's 90s it was it was a mess and you know horror was kind of by the wayside at this point it, a lot well, yes. of it was kind of straight to video by this point i mean was... yeah the a lot of this at least slashers were pretty much yeah on on the end because there we, we've talked before there actually was some good horror in this era mm-hmm. it just depends it, it gets in that whole psychological thriller discussion which whatever yeah but um it, it, a lot of people making horror and not calling it horror and like things like that and uh so i can kind of understand like okay let's try to bring back this franchise that was successful um in the 80s and because uh, it's been a couple years since because 89 i think was the last part five right. i think that's yeah. when that came out mm-hmm. um so it had been you know a good handful of years and that part of that was just all the legal battles and everything um but the critics pretty much tore it apart and i, I think there was just this consensus that beyond being impossibly convoluted which it is it also just doesn't really give you anything new beyond that you know it it introduces this but like it doesn't do anything interesting with the kills and there's not really anything in the in the direction that's like really new and fascinating one critic was even like um this this film should be sending up serial killer movies and old slasher tactics which ironically scream did the following year um Mm. So it's like people were ready for Scream before it even came out, which is kind of interesting. And I, I, yeah, I think that it was just this sense of in the early 90s of, okay, we've done everything with the slashers, what we're going to do. You know, there's nothing, at least on the big screen, like they, we've seen this before. Um, because part five was really just kind of a rehash of part four with like a couple variations and a terrible final girl with that Tina person, right? I don't like that they killed off Rachel to make room for her. I thought maybe yeah, they that was given. Dumb. Rachel, her material, and it would have, and then she would have still died, but at least it would have been for like a good cause, you know? Yeah, like they did in um, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Like, if you're going to kill yeah. off the lead from the previous film, at least give us a better new lead, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, do something. That was an yeah. odd choice, but. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you know, Donald Pleasance came back. Uh, this is one of his last, I think it was his last, or one of his last films, anyway, because there's a. Uh, that... Cursed was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because I think that... they had to reshoot the ending also because he had already died, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't even look think he came, that came back for like frail in this movie. His voice is no. really like, I can't really talk very much, but um, yeah. he looks okay for the most part. And of course, Daniel Harris wanted to come back, and she was even willing to get emancipated yes. from her parents, but the studio. They wouldn't like pay her, I guess, what she wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think was she whole... was getting paid scale. And yeah. she was like, was look, I've been in two there. of these and I actually do have some fans and they're going to want to see me play this part. And Which uh, at the time, I, I'm sure I, people were like, oh, she's being such a bitch about this because she's a woman. Yeah. And she's demanding like more pay, you know. It's... But I mean, they should have probably brought her back. I'm just. Yeah, but at the gone. same time, it's not a great part. It's, really it's not. not. It's a she horrible gets role. To do. No, it's unfortunate. But I do well. like that they brought Winona Ryder in to play her. I think that's really a brave choice. Um, <laughs> because for <laughs> for many okay, explain this to me years, <laughs> I was under the impression that Jamie was played by Winona Ryder ah, in this movie. Okay, okay, okay. And because they have the same haircut that she had in the yeah. '90s, and I'm like, oh, sure. it's like girl interrupted Winona. 
<laughs> and I'm telling you, in, in, in some lights, it looks a lot like her. And yeah, I was I like, can, wow. I can believe that. Um, Winona slumming it in the Halloween franchise. Good for you, girl. Good for you. <laughs> good for this you. was before she uh, shoplifted and <laughs> yeah. all that business. But it was the, the precursor to that, though. Um, yes. <laughs> you do a Halloween movie and then you go rob uh, Bergner's or whatever. <laughs> I think the real reason this didn't make a lot of money was because she stole so much from the set. It was just, it was pathetic. I think I mean, so. She was taking lights and electric wire and all kinds yeah. of things. I think so. I think that was the problem. But what are you going to do? Damn it, Winona. God. Yeah. Why did you have Winona? to kill the franchise? Why? <laughs> It's all Winona. For years, I've harbored this grudge against Winona Ryder for killing the franchise. This was all Jan's fault. This was all Winona's fault. <laughs> so they hired J.C. Brandy. I don't mm-hmm. know what else she's done, but whatever. Um, oh, my God. What if really the person that stole was J.C. Brandy? <laughs> I I believe it. <laughs> she's, Winona's been wrongfully accused this entire time. It's just been... <laughs> J.C. Brandy. All the pieces are coming together now. This is the E-True Hollywood story. We're we're making it right now. We're also a true crime podcast. (laughs) We're getting the scoops. We got all the scoops. So, yes, they brought in J.C. Brandy, a.k.a. Winona, writer, a wannabe. And they tried to get Brian Andrews back from the first film who played Tommy, which is bizarre to me because he didn't really have much of an acting career after that. Apparently Um, they couldn't even find an agent to contact him. I've heard some weird shit about him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then of course they got Paul Rudd. I don't remember what he'd done before this, but not a whole lot. Um, My God. I mean, I was like watching this last night and I was like, he has the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen in my life. It's definitely in the eyes. Yeah. With Paul. He's so pretty. He's so pretty. And I've got to give him props because, you know, he's mostly known as a, a kind of a comic actor, but he's very mm-hmm. good in this. He's like kind of like weird and like twitchy. And it's almost like he's got some kind of like a mental disorder. Like he's playing him like very odd and kind of creepy. And it's not something you'd expect from him. Yeah, that's true. And I kind of like that. Yeah, there's not a whole lot in the script. Um, no. In no. terms of like who he is as a character or anything, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think he does sort of bring. He brings a lot. Some to choices it, yeah. to that. Yeah, I agree with that because now he's this grown-up Tommy Doyle who lives mm-hmm. across the street, and apparently he's a loner, like Windows ninety-five cyber hacker type, and uh, he's a jack oh, the, the dark web. <laughs> the, the computers are so funny in this movie. Memories. Oh, oh man. Yeah, and there's a lot of rear window vibes there, like we said, because he's watching. I, I, how are these people related to? You know, the, the Strodes, the original Strodes. Okay, so I guess it's like the brother of the father that adopted Laurie, I guess. Okay. I'm so assuming. So keeping it sim- simple there, right? Yeah. It's right. A... <laughs> as this film they, does. As this film does. And they just happen to move into this house where, of course, Michael murdered, um, you know. The Myers people. house, which looks nothing like the Myers house but it looks more like no. the Myers house than the one in the last film which looked like a fucking gothic cathedral I don't know what that's the fuck true. that that was like why mm-hmm. can't they get the Myers house right in these yeah, movies like it's so weird Myers house I... it's so bizarre to me it's like mm-hmm. I think they shot four through six in like Salt Lake City I think which mm-hmm. doesn't really have the same feel as the other ones so that kind of is a bit of a bummer you know I do like the kind of fall aesthetic in this one um, there yeah are some the, this one has nice a little bit more um, there's some kind of okay overshots of like the town and you see just like mm-hmm. all the fall foliage and everything and um yeah that uh, made me smile i was like oh that looks yeah, nice yeah nice and co- um, cozy you know nice and cozy and you get that like weird fall fair halloween thing later on it's yeah oh, i do like that I, I don't i don't even it's another one i say this every time but like i don't know where to begin with this one because it's, um, it's it's well, all over i don't necessarily want to talk through everything but there are some opening credits that start yeah mm-hmm. and then it's like we're on this gurney with J- Jamie, who's now, I don't know, she's like, I assume she's supposed to be like 14 or something. I don't know. I assume. But she looks like she's more like 22, so I, I don't know. I think, yeah, she's been in, like, with them for like five years or something, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. But it's like, so what have they been doing with her teens, for that long right? then? You know, I what? know. It's like the, the like impregnation couldn't have taken that long so no it's like, it takes nine months to have a baby like why yeah what, and then, and then it's so i don't get it and 
so yeah, there's a lot of lost time in there, and like maybe maybe they were trying to get her to like join the cult. Like maybe they were trying to like sweet talk her into. I don't know. Who maybe knows? that's the film that we need to see. The Netflix miniseries, right? Jamie joins a cult, yeah. and so she's being like wheeled down this creepy hallway, and she's in labor, and she goes and she has her baby, and it's in like this weird like cavernous room where the, where there's like torches on the wall and shit. It's very weird. Yeah. And then this random guy in black comes in and tries to take her baby. And then we have this like flashback to like when she was kidnapped in the last film at the police station. She wakes up and there's this nurse who's like, come with me if you want to save your baby. And I don't mm-hmm. know why this nurse is like trying to help her out. It doesn't make sense. I, I don't know what her story is. No, she's is. just a good Samaritan who I guess yeah. saw the error of her ways and decided she's going to. Uh, be the savior for this young woman. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't end she, well for her. It, it, it does, does not, not end well uh, no. because no good deed goes unpunished, right? No, um, it usually also, gets but, strung up on like a hook like this chick yeah. does. Um, yeah, or, or like, or like a weird, and, yeah. what is that thing? Like, Why is there a huge spike sticking out of the wall? That is a safety hazard. What I is wrote that, that about? down too. I don't really, uh, um, yeah. I thought this, this was a hospital. Intrusion. Yeah. Which, that do we know shameful. it's the hospital at this point? It's, go- no, but. Okay. It is the hospital, right? Like, it's like this underground it, basement of the hospital? Yes, I believe so. Um, okay. Because I think in the theatrical cut, like, it, I don't think it even explains that much. I don't, I don't think, think so, like, yeah. So you yeah. really don't know, like, where the fuck they are. <laughs> no, like, it's, it's... Where it's, are they? Yeah. And so Jamie escapes with her baby, and she's in the rain and stuff, and... Yeah. And she steals this truck of this construction guy. Who, yeah. I don't know why um, he's the only one out there in the rain at night, doing construction work i really would like to speak to his supervisor about mm-hmm. that that does not mm-hmm. seem right no. but he's like drunk so i don't know and he's killed and then michael comes after her which what has michael been doing this whole time too like good question i guess they've kept him just chilling in some cell um, because as we find out later he's like con- they control him i guess it I, looks I, but, like but he's not. been working out a lot more because he's a lot more bulky they apparently there were two people that played him in this movie, right? Because they they Go had figure. some guy and then they recast him halfway through the reshoots or something. But but I guess this is the original cut, so maybe it's just one I guy for this. I think one, he's so. been also trying to work on his mask a lot because it also looks a little bit different. Looks a little bit different yes. from the last one. Yep. As these films seem to do, I don't know why every mask looks they, totally they to, like, different. Just find one that works and stick with it. Yeah. Like, I, it, it, I don't, and the, but I also don't. I don't understand the fans who were like, "Oh, I hate that one because of his mask." I'm like, really? Like, like yeah, a like, lot is, of people are like, really "Oh, I don't like H two O because he has the bad mask." Like, really? Like that's the one thing you took and away from H two O. Also, it's masks, plural people. Yes, there were true. many masks in that true. movie. <laughs> true, true, true. As we said last week, but yeah, so she runs away, and and then it starts to kind of cross cut between a lot of other things that are going on at at, at the same time because you have this woman named Kara Strode mm-hmm. and she lives with her parents John and Deborah mm-hmm. and her young son Danny and her brother um whatever his name is like Tim or Tim, something I yeah. think yeah Tim and uh and her son is having these nightmares where there's this mysterious man in black that's like kill for me and he's like oh no yeah. and so that sort of plants the, the seed that maybe they're trying to get other people to join their cult and Michael's kind of on his last legs I guess so they so they need some kind of new blood to kill people I don't know it's it's never really explained that's the, yeah I, I don't weird. I don't get that it's it's yeah. cuz he still like, Michael still seems okay like he's yeah. still out there doing why do they need a new killer to go along I mean they are so him. ageist this is the most ageist yeah. cult it's like well Come he's on. in his 40s now so he needs to be turned out to pasture it's like I, fuck you but I'm Michael can still now. do it it's so it's so rude um, oh the things I've seen uh, but I'm 41 now Hollywood. time to die yeah oh, it's so sad it's dumb so it's dumb. they're trying to re- re- recruit him I guess and so yep. and we start to learn that Kara is like a single mom and stuff and all and all of that stuff and there's a a program on the radio hosted by this dude named Barry Sims, who's like this Which kind I of read, How- Howard they, Stern guy. They tried, yeah, they tried to get Howard Stern for this, but he had. It some, would make he sense. Was, he was filming that Private Parts movie or getting ready oh, to film that or something, okay. so they, he wasn't available for it. That um, would make yeah. sense. And he's kind of like this sort of like shock jock type who's doing a story on him because he's he's going to come to the like the fall festival thing because it's the first time that they've had a Halloween celebration in Haddonfield since. 
the whole events of part five. So they've just Mm -hmm, outlawed mm -hmm. it completely, which in horror films never goes well. So yeah, like then uh, Dr. Loomis is listening to the program and so is Tommy Doyle who lives across the street from Kara. Yeah. And he calls in and is all like, I was a kid at the time when I met him and blah, blah, blah. And which there is some good creeper. Good call in. Some of those calling listener things are really funny oh like, yeah, uh, what yeah. Is it? i really think i'm in love with him he's so untamed so uninhibited yeah. he's everything i ever wanted in a man i'm like girl raise your standards <laughs> which you Michael know myers you, is like you do get this from some folks like i yeah, remember oh, yeah. there was like some documentary about like ted bundy and all these girls were like oh my god he was so hot i'm like oh yeah, yeah i'm sure he'd be really hot when he was strangling you you dumbass oh, yeah. like well what? look at what is that about Charles Manson and like all the the wives and everything he had like he wasn't even attractive he looked like a creep no he wasn't he was a he was a creeper and so weird I don't get it it's so bizarre was the the one who's like um I understand things have changed in the 90s you know gays in the military (laughs) cut off your husband's dick and become a national hero (laughs) oh Lorena Bobbitt yes yes. oh Lorena we didn't deserve her we did not no she was a national Um, hero (laughs) and like they said and so and uh and yeah so then like dr loomis is listening in and his friend dr Wynn, who was in the first film comes by and they yes. talk mm-hmm. and he's like trying to persuade him to like join smith's grove again and take mm-hmm. over and stuff and he's all yeah. like i'm tired bitch and yeah, what's up with that like um he they're like the same it. age why would he think that yeah. Loomis would want to come and like, like if he's about to retire like what? you look like a spring chicken with all of your burnt flesh and uh, yes yeah. <laughs> that makes like, no sense i think he has like a cane at some point i'm like this doesn't yeah. make sense at all if like if you want to find someone to take over for you maybe find someone a little bit younger who could do the yeah. job for like a while after you're gone you know it's yeah make i've sense. got questions Whatever. there i've got some questions yeah. and uh and then Jamie gets to a bus station and calls into the program and is all like, Dr. Loomis, can you hear me? And he's like, oh, Dr. no. Dr. Loomis, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm in the bus stop waiting for you. Um, <laughs> and then Michael shows up and Jamie hides the baby, little do we know, in like a uh, like a cubby hole and yeah. escapes and yeah. and then michael chases her to like a farm and there's a like pumpkin car patch cr- farm crash yeah. Which, yeah, yeah she yeah she, she like blows through all these pumpkins and mm-hmm. gets out of the car and just decides to go and have a little seat inside the barn because yeah. where's the urgency since there's a mm-hmm. serial killer chasing you and he shows up and stabs her and she's like you can't have the baby and he goes and he checks and sees that she has been c- carrying a um, a bunch of paper towels instead in place of the baby. Yeah, r- real good uh, hiding there. And yeah. in the original cut, this is where he actually kills her, if I remember right. Yeah. And then he kills her. He, he or sorry, impale- in the theatrical um, cut, I should say. Yeah. Imp- impaled her on like some like farm equipment. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think I prefer that version. Yeah, because it the, it's dumb the way they just kill her off later on. And like, everything no... that happens to her after this is just like, why is she still just holding on in like a coma? <laughs> like, yeah. what's happening? It doesn't make yeah, any I, sense. I get why they made that. Like, like who cares? Yeah. Like, that was maybe a good choice, I I yeah. think. Like, yeah, if you're um, not going to write a good part for her, at least like, yeah. kill her off early, I like, guess. I don't know. It's if like... she woke up at the end and, like, saved the day, I'd be like, okay, cool. That but apparently she... was the original intent with really? the script, and I don't, I don't know how that got changed, but what? according to Wikipedia, that was what was going to happen, but I don't know. Well, fuck Dimension or Mustafa or who, yeah. whoever made yeah. that choice, because that's mm-hmm. rude. That would have been good. Mm-hmm. I see you, Dan. I see what yeah, you were tra- trying yeah. to do. Bless you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, Jamie's left for dead, and then it's, you know, it's Halloween, and mm-hmm. we learned that the Strode house, which used to be the Myers house, is... Uh, a, a hot spot for Halloween pranks by the the kids and mm-hmm. John Strode is not too thrilled that they put little signs up in his yard and he uses an axe to chop them down. He seems to have some anger problems. He's a bit of a drunk, you know. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Um, he's a total asshole. Yeah, we assume that the relationship between Kara and him has been uh, severed over the years, maybe because she was pregnant. Yeah, um, at a young age, and that has mm-hmm. really warped their whole relationship. But yeah, he's just yeah. he's a dick. And he's an asshole. Her mom is like uh, Pam from Stranger Things, essentially all grown up. Uh, <laughs> she's kind of stuck in the 80s, Deb. Um, yeah. She's got the turtleneck and the big sweaters and the big like bifocals and the Nancy Reagan haircut. I'm like, yeah, you, you do you, Deb. You do you. She's a bit of a pushover, I would yeah, say. A little, yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know, she's trying to make it 
right with her daughter and stuff, and so she seems mm-hmm. like a like a pretty good mom. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's she 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 seems, she, right. she seems nice, but the dad's an asshole and is all like, "Oh, well, if you hadn't had this bastard, then you you wouldn't be going back to school and stuff." And and then at some point, Danny sees Michael outside the window and he hears mm-hmm. that "kill for me" thing, and he pulls out a knife and is about to stab John. And everyone's like, what the hell's happening? And then they go off to school, right? Or something. I don't know. They yeah, load yeah. up and in the they, car well, because... Let's talk uh, about the, these, these fashion choices, too. This is very, very like, grungy, early yeah. 90s. Yeah, lots of plaid, long hair, and very my so-called life. It's really something, yeah. And her, her brother seems like an okay, I guess, for a yeah. teenager. And He's his nice, girlfriend so. is kind of... He keeps him in check and everything. And um, Yeah, she's, she's kind of fun. She seems all right. Uh, but again, the, the, we we meet so many new characters in this movie, and we don't really get to know any of them beyond really. like just some surface superficial stuff. Yeah. And I get it. Like you have to, you have a lot of plot to cover, but I just think he tried to cram so much into this script. And I, like, this feels like almost something that could have been spread out over like two films. Even it's, there's just so yeah. much to, to cram in here. Yeah. It should have been like a mini series. It's like, yeah. You know, like yeah. the thorn. It's like you have yeah. the thorn birds. We could just have Halloween the thorn, you know. Yeah. I don't know. The thorninning. Yeah, the the thorninning of Michael Myers. Starring Moira Rose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael, David. Tommy, the baby. Get the baby from the Get bus the station. Baba. <laughs> from the Where bus is station. Baba's chamber? <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing that'd be so much fun yeah so they go off to college you know because they're like college kids going to community college getting an education and is it a college and, uh, I was, I yeah was, i think it's a, com- it was a, think it's a community I, college okay well, that because kara's there too so i would hope she's not going back to high school I thought maybe she was just like dropping dropping them off or something um no because she like know. has like a backpack and everything hmm. and I would hope she's not just like stalking around the high school. Like, well, yeah, yeah I thought she was hey just guys, dropping them. Remember me? Like, yeah, I didn't notice a backpack, so I thought she was just like dropping them off. Oh, there. okay. No. But yeah, like, there's like a weird like kind of stalking scene with her where she's like, like she finds this piece of art that Danny drew that shows like the whole family dead and stuff, and she's like, "What the mm-hmm. hell?" Yeah. And there's like a big thorn symbol on there. And then in the meantime, we have Doctor Loomis and Doctor Wynn, and they go to Smith's grove and want some info about like michael i think and and then they find out that jamie has been found and uh they go to the the barn and she's being loaded onto the stretcher and all that stuff and they find out that the family that lives in the myers house is like are are the strodes so dr loomis goes to talk to deborah Mm-hmm. Because he's he thinks that Michael will come back there and kill whoever's in the house, which he's which, right. Spoiler, he does. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, she should have left, and yeah. she and so he leaves. Uh, doesn't <laughs> take her with him. You'd think he'd be all like, "Hey, can you come with me?" And, yeah, pretty much. Just immediately <laughs> after he leaves, Michael Myers is there. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "Way to go, doctor!" And she tries to call John, and he's drunk and like, what are you talking about, Deborah? You're an idiot. Nothing's going to happen. And she's like, you bought the house, and you knew, and you didn't Mm -hmm. tell us. Which, you know, good good point, Deb. And then Michael shows up with an axe and uh, kills her, you know? Yeah, uh, so yeah, splatters all over blood all over this nice white sheet that was hanging out to dry. And then I like that he shame. then has the um, forward thought of, let's let's go put it in the laundry. <laughs> in the uh, It's very uh, thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. It's very like, thoughtful. I made a mess, so let me go put it in the you know, the washer like, and get it. Get the, like, try, oh good luck no. getting that stain out, though. Yeah. Dr. Wynn's going to be so mad at me. I know. Oh, I'm never going to get this stain out. Oh. <laughs> and then it's, I guess, school is out and... Kara oh, comes comes back home, <laughs> and and we know that Michael's probably lurking around, you know. So this scene's actually kind of suspenseful because she just walks in the house, has no idea that her mom is dead, yeah. And she's just walking around like, "What's going on?" And it's kind of scary because mm-hmm. you're like, "When's he gonna pop out?" Yeah. And then she finds it. Doesn't she find Tommy in her house? Like with the yeah, baby, Tommy's there with Danny and the baby because for for some reason. And, he's yeah. found the baby at at this point. Right. Apparently, this no one like, else has found it yet. He, he's the his, first like, one. 
three men and a baby storyline. Yeah. Here, only it's just Tommy. Yeah. It's a nice little meat cute. Yeah. And uh, and so they and so he's like, yeah, may, maybe we should go over to my house uh, across the street. Mm-hmm. And so they stay Which, there, and like, he tries let's to go to a stranger's that. house. That that like. <laughs> yeah, it's a little <laughs> sketch. I mean, it's it's all a little. You have to suspend some disbelief here. Yeah, and there's this, like, and of course, there's a little bit of romantic tension between Kara and mm-hmm. Tommy, and yeah. Kara's obviously kind of like, ooh, he's interesting. Yeah, he seems he's like so a mysterious. nice guy. He's such a loner with his like he DOS just, like, computer and his convoluted into my house subplot. And... So yeah. weird. Yeah, so, like, also, he ba- basically, yeah. like, shows her all this stuff. Because he's been kind of how, obsessive about How did he find out all stuff. this information? And and, and later on, he brings it up to um, Loomis. And Loomis is just like, yeah. oh, you're right. Why didn't I think of that? You know, it's like, yeah, this like, is not information that's just available out there. And yeah. Maybe uh, somewhere on the net, you know. Uh, and it's and 95 I love how net. how there is, there's like a, there's like a, a newspaper clipping that's that actually says tommy doyle survives halloween massacre and i'm like i don't think he would be the one to really make the headline i think it would probably be more like laurie strode survives you know you think you think so i don't know why they decided to pick tommy of all people why not they really go out of their way to make him the the sort of laurie strode character of the film here but uh like i don't really think he'd get the main headline if that was real but you know what that's a slight little nitpick and there are many larger things it, what the hell was tommy doing during parts four and five then if i'd like go to know that, that route that's what i want to know well, because someone said that Lindsay shows up in part four mm-hmm. as rachel's friend that picks them up at school yeah and because sure. her name's Lindsay too so it never says it's Lindsay wallace but some have just assumed well she'd be like around that age at this point so it must be her sure so sure i'll allow it but yeah, what's he been doing? Like, why has he yeah. not show, showed up yet? Yeah, why didn't he show up to help part four or part five? Did he not know yeah. about it? Like, it's, I, I just like I, I get Farron's like he's like, oh, let's let's bring back Tommy, but it's like, but then you have to explain what the hell he was doing over the past couple movies, you know? Um, yeah, it's like we're, we're just don't. I mean, that's always a problem with this franchise. Like it, we talked about yeah. it in H two O, even like what the hell was Michael doing for twenty years? Like, just give us yeah. like something that fills in these blanks, you know? But yeah. Whatever. He you went know? abroad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, there he we went go. backpacking. <gasps> you know. <gasps> okay, I got the perfect Uh-oh. story. He Uh-oh. went backpacking through Europe, and that's where he found out all this information about the Thorn <gasps> cult oh. and information. And then he oh. brought that back to the United States. Okay, all right, Netflix. I, okay, I got, <laughs> I got the. We just fixed this movie. <laughs> just fixed I don't it. know if you realized it, but we just fixed this movie. <laughs> it's it's there. You go. Um. So. Yeah, nighttime falls and John Strode comes back home and John finds the messes and stuff and he's electrocuted by Michael in the basement. Uh, But this version doesn't have. Yeah, this one doesn't have all the good gore where his head explodes and stuff. And then basically the rest of the movie is just like they go to the Halloween festival because Dr. Loomis is supposed to meet Tommy there. But Barry Sims, the shock jock guy is killed and he's like strung up in the trees and that's yeah. kind of a cool scene where like the the kids like oh it's raining red it's so warm why is it warm right. and, then <laughs> and then his body they just, yeah. look up and it's his body and it's like strung up with these like halloween lights and stuff it's bleeding everywhere yeah, that's kind of fun that's kind of fun. that's a and cool I like the, that's a cool bit they um the Halloween costumes of like the Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein, and, yeah. uh, and she's clearly the one who like pulls the strings in the relationship. And, oh yeah, uh, well because then they go back home after John's killed, and they're yeah. the next victims because of, of of course they have sex and he kills like five people over the course of like ten minutes. It's just like yeah. it's all just shoved in here and it's, pretty nice. It's it's it's, it's pretty yeah, crazy. Wait, and, like how did he get from like the Strode house where he killed John? To yeah. the Halloween festival. To the Halloween he festival. Back to one the house. person. Yeah. He only kills yeah. one person there. Right. <laughs> and then he goes back to the house. That just feels it's like, like who something did he that was a ride with? weird or something that, that, yeah. that like maybe it made more sense at some point. But it, yeah. But I don't know how because it's like because the two kids are at the festival when Barry Sims is killed by Michael yeah. and then they go home and then, and then they're killed. So he still has to find a way back. Who is he hitching a ride with? Oh, right. Right. What it, is that about? That's weird. It, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense there. It doesn't um, make any sense. No, I think they could oh, probably sh- just... Uh, back in the hospital, too. Uh, Jamie, before her death, before mm-hmm. this guy comes in and, 
shoots her, the man in black, she's having these, like, crazy psychedelic Rob Zombie-esque, like, dream sequences. And I'm just like, what the what the fuck? And this kind of explains what happened to her, but not really. Yeah, um, it's like, it's implied that Michael had sex with her to have the baby. Yeah. Like, thankfully, gross, we never but... really see it. It's just implied. And it's like, really? Can you imagine Michael Myers having sex? Goofy. I can't. No. No, I cannot. I really I cannot. Especially after all he's been through, you know, with all the burns no. and stuff. That can't be tasty. No. That no. can't be good. And, yeah, so she has all these dreams. And then we <laughs> we pull out and uh, – and Unlike the, Michael. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we got jokes, folks. And Maybe, maybe they just, like, took his DNA and, like, made some, like – semeny serum or something because they do talk about like, they had to, like serum <laughs> yeah. the semeny serum the of semeny michael serum. myers coming coming soon uh, <laughs> because they do talk about it took him a long time to like perfect something or i remember there's some conversation about well, that so in I don't know. the I don't theatrical know. cut there's all this weird stuff where like they go to the hospital at the end and there's all these like yeah. weird like mutated babies and stuff in like right jars and stuff so maybe that's what it's about maybe, like maybe that's what i'm thinking then yeah trying yeah, to make I... like the perfect baby i don't know yeah that could be that could be that could be but yeah so she has these little flashbacks dreams whatever and the camera pulls out and there's someone with a gun <laughs> to her head but it's got a silencer on and they just yeah. shoot her in the head and then it, yep. it cuts to dr loomis finding her and he's like, oh, no, they've killed her. And and then so he and Tommy, like, team up to go find the baby. And and then, like, it all kind of culminates where, like, it all goes down at the Blankenship house where Tommy lives. Mm-hmm. And at some point, like, Danny walks over to the Strode house slash Myers house because I guess he's been called there by the cult's people. Yeah. And Kara's just dis- discovered her brother's girlfriend being stabbed a- across the street. So she sees Danny walk over there and she's like, oh, no. So she has to go in and save him. And then, like, Michael pops out and and she has to, like, push him down the stairs and hit him with a fire poker and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they run across the street again and Tommy and Loomis are there. And that's when it really goes crazy because then all of a sudden the cult like breaks into the house and are like, give me the baby. And they're like, what's yeah. happening? And we find out Dr. Wynn is the like head of the cult. <gasps> and dun, dun, Mrs. Dun. Blankenship is in on it too. And she's got a knife and she's, she's going to cut a bitch. And uh, that scene is so strange when Kate, so or, uh, weird. Kara finds out about her. And then she just like turns and jumps out the window. I guess. Yeah. She's uh, like, I guess I'll just do a swan dive out this window. Yeah. <laughs> But she's fine, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, she has no cuts or bruises. Um, <laughs> interesting choice. And the next time we see her, she's dressed up like the May Queen. She's, like, tied up to, like, this weird altar underneath the Smith's Grove Sanitarium with all these, mm-hmm. you know, strange symbols and can- candles and people and hoods and stuff. And, and uh, Loomis and Tommy have been drugged. And they wake up and are like, where's Kira? Where's the baby? Where's Danny? And so yeah. they have this idea. Well, I think I know where they are. And they go to Smith's Grove and Tommy goes and searches for Kira and the baby. And Loomis stops by to talk to his old friend, Dr. Wynn. That's like, seriously, Sam, you should just take over for me. Come on. Like, yeah, it's once like again, is this going to help? I mean, really? Yeah. How? <laughs> like, it's, like, maybe I don't want to, you know, like, what what the hell? And there's some definitely, like, serious, like, um, Season of the Witch vibes of just, like, let yeah. me explain my whole, like, uh, conspiracy theory, conspiracy here. But everything feels lower stakes somehow because they're not, yeah. like, you know, killing the entire uh, country. Yeah, I'm kid, not really sure, kids. like, what their agenda is. Like, why they do they really need take, to control I... Michael? Why does he need to have a baby? Why does he only kill his family? Like, what is this about? Like, it still yeah, doesn't They try really to explain, explain it, but every time they try to explain it, it just makes it more complicated. And yeah. it's just like... It, and it's Wikipedia, a bit like word salad. It's just a bunch of stuff. It is. That like, you're, you're, you're speaking these, these words, but they don't really 
like combined to mean anything meaningful. No. It's, it's a strange thing. And Wikipedia oh. like kind of gets into it a little bit, but they still don't really get it. So it's like, they're talking about how I guess they were controlling Michael, but it's like, how much were they really controlling him? Because why were they making him kill people then if they were controlling him? Yeah. It just seems like they were just giving him powers for some reason. I think maybe to study him or something to like try maybe. to harness the powers themselves. That's what Wikipedia suggested, but it's like, I didn't really well, get that from the movie if that's what they're yeah, going Yeah, I don't for. get it from the movie. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good yeah. reason to do it. Yeah. But they I never guess, really yeah. say it. And then Tommy's discovered that maybe if he places these ancient runes down, <laughs> so um, Michael will just stop and not kill him. <laughs> oh, that's easy. And so, so he breaks Kira and the baby and the uh, whatever the kid's name, uh, Danny. He breaks them out of this service, this yeah. ceremony. And by the way, the logistics no, of that. Yeah. Also, nobody seems to really react. Like they're just like, okay, no. I guess you can take them. Cool. That's why I, I think like no one tries to those, stop them. Yeah. All those complaints about not having enough like intensity here. Like that would have been a moment for like some sort yeah. of intense like backlash. But it's like they like, just kind of stand there and they're like, oh, if... don't take them. <laughs> Which to be fair, cults are always really ineffective in these movies. Like That's every true, cult yeah. movie I've seen, the cults are always just terrible. But still, yeah. like, come on. Give me something. It's a little weird. Like, and, and so Michael goes after them. And so Kira, Danny and the baby get in the elevator. But Tommy stays b- behind because he's like, yeah. I got this. And he puts these little runes down and smears some of his blood on the floor. And Michael, he does grab him at first. So it seems like it yeah. doesn't work. But then all of a sudden it does work. I'm like, why does it work? Wait, wait huh? It, like, yeah, what? it just stops him in his tracks somehow. Yeah. But it's like, it, it, it's like he's paralyzed it. and he's just like standing still. And Tommy's so just weird. like, okay, I, I guess I'll go now. Happy Halloween. Bye. And yeah, just like yeah, leaves. <laughs> Yeah, even, even, yeah, the, the whole ceremony, too, that happened right before that, it's like, I, what what the fuck? Like, what what's it's, going on? Like, it's a little anticlimactic, they, yeah. Because, like, what, what, okay, so they're trying to kill, okay, Michael has to kill the baby, because that's his, like, final right. sacrifice, apparently, and then Danny, I guess, has to kill Kara Something when he like takes that. Michael's thorn energy i don't know i don't know kevin i don't know that's that's why i don't know that necessarily this is a better ending than the (laughs) i I mean the other one doesn't make any sense but like i don't yeah it's a little more riveting though i think Uh, because then guess (laughs) then tommy leaves dr loomis comes out and sees michael's on the floor next to the runes and he's like Mm -hmm. oh what's going on but then it turns out it's dr win under the mask and he grabs him and then all of a sudden like the thorn symbol appears on his wrist and he's like you're i guess gonna have to watch over michael now and michael's like in disguise as the man in black and he's just like walking down Mm -hmm. the hallway and it's Mm -hmm. all like dramatically lit and that's it that's the movie you're like a hundred so have fun yeah uh, exactly i'm like really it's really so I can understand yeah. why they were kind of like, we have no idea what to to do past this. Yeah. So let's just grab it <laughs> because yeah. where do you go from here? You know, I don't, I understand the impulse in reshooting the ending because the ending yeah. here is really not good. It's not. No, but I think trying to tinker with too much of what came before it did kind of hurt the film. Cause uh, th- there yeah. are some moments here that are sort of suspenseful and, yeah, I mean, I I would say the producer's cut's definitely a better film all around than the theatrical cut, yeah. but it's still not quite there. It's sort of like, I almost feel like the finale should have all taken place like at the Blankenship house or something and just yeah. make it kind of claustrophobic. It's, and It's too overstuffed with things yeah. that aren't really ever explained, and yeah. or they are, but they're it just makes it more complicated when you try to explain it and mm-hmm. like the whole like Danny Torrance like Danny character and yeah it's just like one extra thing that we didn't really need like why can't yeah. it just been about Michael and the baby and yeah. having to sacrifice the baby so that he mm-hmm. can like keep his powers or something you know like just yeah. keep it simple here and I think right. earlier on they try to explain that astrology plays a role too like he only comes out every several years like when certain stars are in line I remember Tommy was talking about that when he had his computer program pulled up uh, and it's just like what uh, what I, I don't yeah that could have gone by the wayside I don't know it's like I don't need that yeah that, that's just too much that is just useless information for your everyday yeah. life yeah 
so thank you very much. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while, but yeah. All that. Uh, this is all that. <laughs> and that's all that there is about Halloween. The that's, that's curse all she wrote. of Michael I mean, Myers. Or he wrote or origin of michael myers whatever it is i don't know yeah i think it, one of them was 666 like i666 it but, was uh, i remember yeah. there was a trailer that a came trailer out that had that, yeah that yeah. had it's halloween 666 mm-hmm. the origin of michael myers and i was like mm-hmm. oh that looks thrilling yeah the origin of michael myers that just sounds like some like 80s power ballad or something that would have been even <sighs> more confusing to have the 666 because this, this yes, isn't it really about like satanic stuff it's not yeah there's not really like, it's pre christian druidism stuff like yeah. with our the guardian we talked about exactly um, which this movie stole from the guardian just saying <laughs> every film does i mean every, every film, good film <laughs> every good does. film anyway <laughs> every film i see i'm like why'd you have to steal from the guardian that's so rude there's an evil tree there so this must be how dare you even though evil dead did but whatever <laughs> beautiful film <laughs> yeah yeah the mythology just doesn't totally ruin the movie but it just it definitely makes it a strange choice so i, I get yeah. why a lot of people are turned off by this one it doesn't turn me off as much as even like no. five because five to me just is nothing of interest that i really care about i'm that i can even think of off the top of my head but it's but tina 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 but tina, tina. but, but oh, how can i forget <laughs> tina yeah <laughs> our girl tina uh <laughs> fucking tina <laughs> yeah fuck, fucking tina fucking, fucking tina she's so annoying she's fucking weird all the now, characters. Now I wish we were talking about part five. Part five. All the teens are so annoying in that movie. I know. It's, so, it's like it's terrible. And her first entrance is just her like doing like a song and dance like da 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 da. Yeah. I'm like yeah, she, yeah. she's like that annoying like theater kid that's yeah. just like always on constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and so you're just true. like, why are you? Why are you singing? We're in an Arby's. Like calm down. I'm a dancer. Like, yeah. Life is a dance, so I'm just living it up. Yeah. <laughs> Calm Ugh. down, girl. Calm down. People are staring at you. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But she does Halloween sacrifice six. herself for Jamie. At That's you know what? That makes her a good person. So yeah. that cancels out all the annoying <laughs> stuff. Yeah, part six. It's uh, it's a it's a, it's the sixth installment of. <laughs> it is. It has a six franchise. on the on the end of the name. It's a sixer. It's, it's, it's a six. It's a sixer. Um. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I get some of the impulses here. You know, like. We gave Michael some backstory, which I understand because why is he so indestructible in all these previous films? Like, we don't know. Okay, like, let's talk about why he is that way. But it just, mm-hmm. it's, it needed to be simpler. It yeah. needed to be a little more straightforward. Uh, I would have liked more time with some of these characters. If you're going to introduce, like, a whole new set of characters, I want to know something about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tommy, we probably learned the most about, but even him, it's like, I don't really know. Yeah. who he is other than he's just really paranoid the whole time and what like you said it's more in Paul Rudd's performance actually that we get some little beats yeah I don't know it's it's an interesting film um, I, I I had more fun watching it than I expected like actually I, I, too. I, I remember being really bored by it and I wasn't bored I was just I don't know yeah, I don't I hate it. That. Yeah, I don't do hate, it. hate it. Um, it's not terrible. But then again, like w- the only part six of a franchise that's actually good is like Jason Lives. Like every yeah, other part, yeah. part six is kind of eh. It tried some new things, which yeah. um, I think the franchise needed to do by that point. Like mm-hmm. we we didn't need just another, here's Michael trying to kill Jamie again, like he did nah. in the past two films. And uh, yeah. it was not totally successful at what it tried, but at least it took a swing and... Uh, it gave it a shot. Yay. Give it a shot. Yay. Yeah. Yay, Halloween 6. Yay, Halloween 6. Good game. Good game. Good, good game. Good game. Yeah. <laughs> do we have some overlooked gems for this week? Boy, do we. I'm I'm going to pick a Deadly Friend. Uh, ah, Wes Craven. Directed by Wes Craven. It's like, a, uh-huh. it's like a kind of a coming of age movie that turns into a horror movie. So it's about this nerdy kid who moves next door with his mom to this girl who's like this who lives with her dad and she's kind of abused and stuff and he makes robots and he becomes friends with this girl and then she's killed by her father accidentally or so we think and he decides to take the robot chip from the robot and stick it into her head which turns into like a kind of a Frankenstein thing where she's now this monster and she comes back to life and kills people and it's it's like it's not a great movie like there's a lot of stuff that needs some work but 
I think it's got a really big heart and it's kind of a sweet movie. It's kind of like, it sort of feels like the, the Goonies or like monster squad. Like it's kind of has that kind of tone, but then like there's these like random like bursts of like intense gore and stuff. But I think I was told those were studio mandated by Warner. So that's not really Wes Craven's fault. I think he was trying to make like a kind of a sweet sort of PG 13, coming of age horror film and then they were like but you made nightmare on elm street like we need gore and crazy dream scenes and he was like oh whatever so that stuff like it i don't actually think it hurts the film it just kind of makes it feel like well who's this made for because the tone feels like it's made more for kids but then you have these random scenes of like explicit violence and you're like well then kids can't watch it because it's going to be rated r and but i like it i like it a lot so i hope it comes to blu-ray soon i yeah i like it um it's another one that I just need to revisit. It's been so long, but yeah, it's all of his films have heart, like he said, uh, mm-hmm. and that was always kind of what distinguished him from distinguish him from a lot of other horror filmmakers. Like it was always exactly. more about the characters. Mm-hmm. I think that's your like, third Wes Craven recommendation. So, oh, it might good. be. I just like Wes. I, think, I, I love. Yeah, Wes. he's a good guy. He's a good guy. I'm gonna go with the house that screamed from 1969. Oh, that's a great one. No one ever talks really about good. that one. Yeah, by Narcisco Ibanez Sarador, who did um, "Who Can Kill a Child," which is uh, interesting, fucked up kids movie. Uh, it's good, but um, the house that screamed. You know, picture it: Southern France, 19th century. You got Teresa, a young girl, arrives at an isolated female boarding school that is tyrannically mastered by Mrs. Fourneau. The strict headmistress, whose protective shadow haunts Lewis, her weak son. Yeah, I, it feels very much like a connecting piece between Psycho and Suspiria to me, because it has a lot of vibes from Psycho, and then the whole setup is very um, similar to Suspiria at this boarding school, and even some of the, the kills kind of remind me of that. I've, I've heard some conflicting reports, like I saw a couple things on Google that was like, oh, Suspiria has cited, or Argento has cited this film, but then other ones were like, no, not at all. So I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, it's got some really good kind of coming of age and repressed sexuality metaphors and the performances are really strong. Um, It's got a great Gothic Victorian era setting and cinematography. It's got a really great lush score and a haunting and striking uh, just setup in general. I just, yeah, it's one of those ones that I don't get why people don't talk about this movie because it is quite good. It's dubbed, it was in Spanish- uh, was shot at least in that I believe, but yeah I don't know it's great. That's all I got to say. It's Check a good it out. one. That's it's a good, that's a good Halloween one. Yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Well, we got one more week left of Halloween season, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Which one are we gonna pick? Who knows? There's so many Who left. No. And uh, you know we hope the rest of your month continues to be spooky here, and um, I guess we will see you for our final installment. We will. Bye. Goodbye.